Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. Good morning. Today is January uh, the 6th, and so we are continuing our study. As we read through the Bible together, we are uh, in month one, day six, and so that is Genesis 15, 16, and 17, along with Psalm 6. So let's get to it. Five observations, five applications, and a summary. Reading Genesis 15, 16, and 17, we are seeing the story of of Abraham and Sarah unfold, uh, getting some more detail and explanation about how God's uh, promise is coming to be, along with uh, some examples of what happens when we are disobedient uh, or try to take things in our own hands against the, uh, the will of God. Um, and so as with a lot of things in Scripture, today's reading is a mix. You, you see some good things to emulate um, and some, some noteworthy acts of obedience. You also see uh, some discouraging uh, acts of disobedience. And you know, when you read the Bible, we tend to want to put people into categories. This is a good guy. This is a bad guy. Uh, this is a good character or a bad character. And sometimes we think in terms of the, the good guys uh, always do good. And we get kind of surprised when they do something wrong. Or we think, well, I thought this was a, this was a bad guy, but sometimes they do what's right. Well, let me just remind you that um, for all of us, um, all, the, all believers, yourself, myself, all believers, uh, by God's grace, we've been saved um, through the work of Jesus Christ, yet we do still sin. Um, and the same thing is true when we read in, in the Scripture. There are people who are faithful men, faithful women, uh, people who are a part of God's family, and they do many good things, and yet Sometimes they sin, just like you and I do. So don't be caught off guard when the faithful uh, or the righteous still sin. It's a reminder that we all need a Savior. We all need forgiveness. And sometimes those that we would consider uh, the bad guys um, or the unbelievers, sometimes they do what's right. Uh, just because someone is, is not faithful doesn't mean that every decision they make uh, is, is the worst possible decision they could. So, um, again, as we talked about the other day, the Bible does not hide the flaws of its heroes, and we see even in today's reading more examples of that. So there are some things we can observe, some things we can learn, and hopefully some things that we can apply. All right, so observation number one from today's reading. God is Abraham's shield. And because of that, he doesn't need to fear. That's straight from uh, chapter 15, verse 1. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Uh, the Lord is making clear who he is on his behalf. Observation 2. Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. This is an important understanding here from chapter 15, verse 6. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now you're going to see that truth is repeated in the New Testament uh, several different times. Let me just read this to you. Romans 4, verse 3. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. 
later in verse 9. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. Again in verse 22. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. Then in Galatians chapter 3 in verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So this observation from uh, chapter 15 verse 6 is very important for us to understand. The New Testament picks up on that and reiterates it several times. The third observation is that Sarah gave her servant Hagar to Abraham and they conceived a son. That is a very important uh, event that takes place. Um, Sarah takes her servant because Sarah says, I'm barren. Uh, she's struggling to understand how can this promise God has given come to pass. And so she gives her servant Hagar to Abraham. And then Hagar conceives a son. Fourth observation that comes from that is Hagar has Ishmael and Sarah grows angry with her. Uh, we read about that in today's reading, and of course, so much comes from that. And then a fifth observation, Abram's name is changed to Abraham. It's just a very, very small change um, as far as the, the wording or the language, the letters. But the, the meaning change is significant. Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of a multitude of nations. It's taking the promise of God and it's making it even larger. Um, in the sense of Abraham's name uh, is now going to reflect the covenant God has made with him. Um, God is making clear that he's not going back on his promise. Abraham is going to be the father of a multitude of nations, so much so that his name is going to reflect it. So we go from Abram, exalted father, to Abraham, father of a multitude of nations. Now, what do we do with this? Five applications. Number one, we must see to it that we believe the promises of God. Where God has spoken in his word, believe them. Sometimes we look at our circumstances or the world around us and, and we struggle because we just, we just don't see how is God's word going to, to prove true. His word's been proven true over and over and over and over again. Where you see the promises of God in scripture, rightly understood, rightly interpreted, rightly applied, believe them and trust them. Secondly, this is important for us. Our limitations are no issue for God. This was the problem that we read about today. Abraham and Sarah look at God's promises to them, and then they look at their own inadequacies, their own physical limitations, and they conclude we better help God out because he's not going to be able to do this. Our limitations are no issue for God. The Bible says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. It may be that God has 
chosen to use you in a certain way, not because of your giftedness or not because of your strength, but, but actually because of your weakness. Maybe it's a way that God can prove himself strong and prove himself faithful right in the midst of your weakness or your limitation. Trust the Lord and do not be discouraged or distracted by what you perceive your weaknesses or your limitations to be. Third, we cannot try to achieve good ends through ungodly means. This is what Sarah did. Uh, her, her thought was, Abraham needs a son. God's promised a son. I can't get pregnant and bear him a son. So rather than taking God to his word, I'm going to try to do something that's wrong to achieve the right end. Don't do that. We don't use ungodly means to achieve the right end. Uh, in his book, Spiritual Leadership, J. Oswald Sanders says, um, spiritual ends are achieved by spiritual men who use spiritual methods, meaning the right people do the right things the right way, and that's how God is glorified. So don't ever allow yourself to use the wrong means to try to achieve the right ends. A fourth application. God will see to it that his decrees come to pass. Genesis chapter 17 in verse 6 says, I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you. God is saying, I'm, I'm not worried about your limitations. I'm not worried about your age. I'm not worried about your situations or circumstances. This is my covenant. This is my decree, and I will see to it that it happens. Again, the emphasis in the scripture is always first on God. God is the hero of every story. He uses people and men and women in the scripture do admirable things. But the hero is always God because God is the one who has decreed the end from the beginning. And so uh, God will see to it that his decrees come to pass. And so rest in that. If you're worried about the world today, you're worried about the future Understand, God has a purpose, and nothing is going to stop that, and what he has decreed in the end will come to pass, and so rest in that. And a fifth application is we need to obey God's commands immediately. Um, chapter 17 in verse 23, speaking of, of when Abraham was called to... Um, Lead, in, in, lead out in circumcision. It says that that very day he did as God had said to him. That very day. Uh, sometimes we think in terms of I, I will obey God just later or I will obey God at some point or I know God's called me to do this but this just seems like an inconvenient time to do this. Obey God immediately. Is it hard? Maybe so. Do the hard things immediately. Um, does it seem risky or costly? If so, do it immediately. Uh, if God has revealed to you through his word, his will, and what he would have you to do, be quick to obey God. Obey him immediately. Obey him fully. 
um, do all that he has commanded and do it immediately. And then a summary of Psalm 6. I've summarized this way. Even God's people will know heartache and grief. And in those times, we cry out to our God who hears us. Psalm 6 makes clear even God's people cry and they hurt and they struggle. and They don't understand why everything is happening. So don't be surprised when your life has heartache. Don't be surprised when grief invades your, your life and your heart. But when that happens, cry out to God and rest in the sweet promise that our God hears us when we cry out to him. All right. Uh, keep reading. We've almost finished week one, and uh, that's, that's exciting. We, we've almost finished the, the first seven days of our Read Through the Bible plan, and uh, it will just get better and better from here. So keep studying, keep reading, keep learning, keep growing, keep obeying. Have a great day. God bless you.